0: I see the world is changing Just like the world will do Thoughts racing through my mind.
1: It is time for Talking Music here on your Mountain Grown Community Radio. I am your host, Taya J. I am joined today by The Ordinary Two. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for awesome. having us. Yeah. Such a pleasure Fun to be here. Jim and Tanya playing for us live in the studio and Yay. chatting with us live here in the studio. The two of you met when you were 14. Yes. You yeah. had your son when you were 16 yeah. and you started playing music when you were 40. And I, I mean, professionally, publicly, right. together, Correct.
2: together, yeah. 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 He has yeah. always played music, always. always and we, so. for
3: a very short time before, before or right after our son was born, right after we yeah. had a band called Ficus Benjamina Exotica in the '90s, and we we recorded like a demo. <laughs> I
2: love and, it. Do you still have it. the demo? We do. do you we do. play with it at all?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, one of the songs we were going to play was uh, a song from back then, but we redid it yeah. in a like a different way sure. yeah.
1: in, a, in a 2020s kind of way exactly what does that mean to you how do you go about doing that
3: we kind of folked it up and made it a little jazzier as well yeah
1: it
2: yeah. was definitely do a it rock acoustic. song so. yeah yeah
1: Some what different. is it about jazz and folk kind of in dialogue with each other that appeals to you
3: i studied yeah. jazz music at metro in denver And so, you know, I played in a lot of jazz bands and did a lot of that. So it's really in my background. And every time I play, you probably hear a little bit of that sometimes. And then uh, the folk thing just kind of came about with just doing a duo. I mean, like Bob Dylan was like pretty big inspiration for a while when I was younger, too. Mm -hmm. But just having the two voices and
2: Mm -hmm. acoustic
3: guitar, we do it just straight acoustic like we did here in the studio a lot.
2: Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, I was always singing along. You know, I, I remember like... Singing along to The Wizard of Oz, and so Judy Garland and that whole thing. And then I, you know, things started changing. And when Jim started going to college, you know, we started listening to Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughn and oh, all yeah. of that and those kinds of voices and Billie Holiday. And those voices came in and it was like, oh, I really like that. And my voice seemed to naturally head that direction. So that's kind of where the jazz element came in to our tunes
1: and such iconic women too I mean I feel like you can have lifelong love affairs with their voices alone let let alone who they were in the world
2: right right exactly
1: (laughs) I love that you mentioned the Wizard of Oz it makes me wonder what were your aha moments in terms of music when did it just feel like it clicked for you individually and then I think collectively as well Mm mm-hmm
2: well, for me, it started way back um, when I was a little kid. I'm going to date myself, but my I won't say what I played it on. No. My dad ha- got me a, uh, a little eight-track recorder when I was a little kid, like four or five years old, and I would play in my bedroom with my Barbies, and I'd sit there and I'd listen to the Beach Boys and their harmonies. Mm-hmm. Just something about that hit my soul. And ever since then, I mean, I always wanted to sing. I was always in choirs, and just you know, my grandma used to yell at me for singing at the dinner table because I just couldn't stop. You know, if there was music, I was singing along with it. Singing's always been a lifelong love of mine.
3: And Tony's great with harmonies, and I think that comes from her Beach Boys, uh,
2: <laughs>
3: her Beach Boys background.
2: Who would have known, right?
3: Uh, right. <laughs> So I have loved music ever since I was a little kid, too. And I was in second grade, I heard the Star-Spangled Banner, and I learned how to sing it. And I was like, oh, this is great, you know? And I sang it for the talent show. And I won first place
0: <laughs> in the elementary
3: school talent show. And in second grade, also, I liked rock and roll a lot. I bought, bought my first record. It was uh, Brian Adams' Reckless. Blows Back my when mind. I to remember that. but Yeah.
1: That's amazing. If only you moment. still had that record. Oh, I right? do. You do? I do? He does. Isn't that crazy? Stop. That's amazing. <laughs> and then, how about for the two of you collectively? Do you feel like you knew pretty immediately that, like, creatively, you were well met?
3: I think when we first met back in high school, we did because I fell in love with Tanya when I first heard her sing mm-hmm. a uh, it was a Faith No More song, mm-hmm. and I was like, she was singing it kind of all sultry, you know, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> and uh and I was like we should uh you know we should have a band and travel all over the country and we could we could live in a like a Volkswagen bus or something it'd be fine, be fine. and so
2: but we, then the baby came along and that wasn't an yeah,
3: option. So. so we didn't but we did like we just had to wait 20,
2: just, yeah, right?
3: 20 years or so
2: yeah but yeah so I mean we've always played music together um in that respect but you know while we were raising our son he worked at a music store and then he had bands that he played with and they practiced in our basement and you know so he was the musician and I didn't really think that being a vocalist was I didn't think it was something that I could ever you know think of as a career and it wasn't until um we really decided that we wanted to travel more and we were like Mm. how can we do that and Jim's like well you sing I play the guitar let's let's put something together and let's start doing this and I, I thought he was nuts. I was like, there's no way I can quit my job and just go play music. That's madness. You know, what are you talking about? And uh, eventually he talked me into it, and we played some gigs. And uh, we actually sang our first song, Acapella, to Jim's parents um, on a camping trip. And they were like, oh, my gosh, you guys are amazing. You've got to do this. And we were like, okay. So we started doing that, and it's just grown from there. And it's uh, it's turned into something much more than I ever thought it could be and just even my thought process of how everything works and learning about the music business, which is kind of crazy and mm-hmm. you know, all of that. It's 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 been really cool. Well let's go ahead
1: and take a listen to something. I believe this song is called DMV. What can you tell me about it? I mean it's sort of all there in the title, but tell me a little bit about this upcoming song.
2: So um in Denver I had to go and get my license renewed and uh, at the time I did not know you could just do it online and have it mailed to you. So I went to the DMV and it took about six hours. Um, and it was, you know, I'm a people watcher, so I was okay. Okay. I'm going to wait six hours. And it was just so fun watching everybody just trying to keep it together and just getting irritated. Like they wanted to hit something, but you know, you can't cause you're in public. So, but there was this one, girl that I saw who really inspired the whole thing because she was sitting over like it was like this big kind of octagon shaped little room and tons and tons of people and she kind of took over this little corner and she had a couple of chairs and had this big huge makeup case and I watched her sit down plain faced and she sat down and did full on stage makeup I mean, shadowing, shading, like, intensely so. Um, and it just got me to thinking if she gets pulled over and she doesn't have makeup on, are they going to recognize her? Are they going to think that she's, you know, stolen somebody else's Someone ID? Else. Yeah. Um, so that kind of inspired the whole song because uh, it just got me to thinking about it. I'm like, huh, because she looked completely different. But yeah, yeah, so that's kind of where that song was born, just... Um, Observation. Fascinating. (laughs) So it was, but it was cool and it was funny. And, you know, I learned my lesson. Don't go to the DMV if you don't have to, just go online. It's fine.
0: of strangers all seeking the same
1: get caught up sometimes in thinking that things are supposed to go a certain way right you're supposed Mm -hmm. to check the boxes in the right order and Mm -hmm. and I'm so personally so frustrated with that system because I don't feel like it serves us and so Mm -hmm. one of the really inspiring things to me about your story is that you know you didn't do it from A to B in the way that one might expect and yet you've had you've lived so much life in that process and I'm curious what you would say what you would say to other folks who don't feel like strict timelines or like societally informed timelines work for them.
2: Right. You know, I think it's all kind of an illusion. You know, we're given this blueprint oh, yeah. for what our life is, and how it's supposed to look. And, you know, I think we just kind of decided for us, we wanted more time, you know, mm-hmm. and the ability to go and see things and, you know, S- go out and be in nature and check out all these amazing places um that are out in the world and a lot of people want to spend money on going to this place and doing this thing or mm. buying this item or flying right. to this location and you know all of that and hey flying to locations I want to do that sure. someday too that's still on the bucket list but just having the freedom to just up and go and do what we love and yeah. You know, just got to be
3: prepared to make trade-offs, you know, oh, yeah. like we rented Big... out the top of our house and moved into the basement and made a kitchen out of our laundry room. Yep. And that was our home base. And then we, you know, spent most of the time like in the van traveling around. So yeah, kind of a sacri, you know, or some just, you know, trade-offs.
2: It's definitely a trade-off. Something
1: else I think that's striking about the two of you is that the music has kind of always been there right like Mm -hmm. you didn't need to like say we are musicians to be musicians you know if that makes sense like Mm, it seems like it's just always been a part of who you are and now maybe you just have this opportunity to lean into it a little bit more you have a little more time and energy to to lean into that would you how would you respond to that
3: i would agree with that yeah Mm. actually yeah that's a really good way to put it i've never i hadn't really thought about it that way exactly
1: I know that you recently relocated to Cedar Edge from the Front Range, and I'm curious whether you found that a change in location has influenced or altered your songwriting.
2: More so than location, mindset has been a lot of that. And one of the biggest things that changed how my songwriting has been has been, honestly, um, tragedy. Right before COVID kicked in, Jim's dad passed away. And then next thing you know, COVID hits in. And then my mom passed away Mm. and then Jim's uncle passed away and his other uncle passed away. And it's just, you know, there's just been a lot of loss and people having surgeries that are close to us and just really crazy stuff. So I think the beauty surrounding me has been incredibly helpful to just be able to breathe a little bit and let things flow. But, um, I know that uh, for me, the past few years have been really about writing. It's It's been grief therapy, honestly, for me, just kind of working through a lot of things. Um, I don't know if the location has changed that at all, but it has definitely helped feel like I can let it out. I don't know what it is about having wide open spaces, but seeing all of the beauty around you and just being able to look out and you know see the san juans down there and it's it's really uh, gives you permission i guess maybe to just okay it's all right you can you can write this down and let it out and maybe see if it'll help somebody else out there
0: time to ponder Mm -hmm. When I wake in the morning Will you still be here Or will you be called person as a friend, they're all in front of me, this worrying world, loss in pain, how can we expect to be happy, narrow your view, what's right in front of you, what do you need to do when you are surrounded?
1: was Learn to Love from the Ordinary 2 joining me today in the studio on Talking Music right here on your Mountain Grown Community Radio. Let's talk a little bit
2: about that song. What can you tell me about it? It's, you know, it's been a lot working through my mom's passing. And so um, shortly after she passed away, you know, like my mom passed away and then my sister had surgery and then my brother had surgery and it was a major surgery. So it was Ah. and I got to a point where I just got so angry and so irritated and every single person I just didn't want to be around anybody I couldn't deal with the world I couldn't deal with any of the people in it and I kind of got to a point where I was like okay what is my deep fear and my insecurity and where's all of that coming from and so every day I've worked you know really hard to go okay People are great, and for the majority, most people are lovely and wonderful, and everybody has so much to give, and we're all such unique personalities. So, you know, the lyrics are, each new day there is a new way to learn to love this world again. So, um, you know, and it's getting past my own grief that makes me want to just go cover up and hide and not face anything. To being able to just walk out there and go say hi to people and smile and, you know, realize that the world is a beautiful place and it's amazing. There's some nasty, horrible stuff going on in the world, but keep it small, look right around you and the world is a good place. So, yeah.
1: And I love that about songwriting because it can be so deeply personal and yet Mm -hmm. resonate Mm -hmm. on a universal level um, and be such a good reminder for so many of us.
2: And it's it's hard to kind of put your whole heart and life and thought process out there, but you know if it can if anybody can resonate with it and go oh yeah I I get that and it helps them well hey that's what bonus, it's all about man. you know so connection connection yeah Which nicely said can be hard connection can be really hard so you know any way we can make it happen.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. well I want to talk a little bit about your upcoming show on January the 13th at the yeah. Grand Mesa Arts and Events Center in Cedar Edge mm-hmm. what do you hope for from a, I mean technically this is a live hometown show yeah. for yeah. you all now what are you what are you hoping for from this show and what can we look forward to that is so cool I'm so excited that
2: it's our hometown. yeah now. I yeah. know it still sounds weird to me totally
3: um, well yeah. I'm excited because we're gonna have new music you know mostly new music for mm-hmm. uh some folks we've played in cedar edge quite a bit mm-hmm. so uh everybody's or you know a lot of people Not everybody. are familiar with uh with our stuff and so i'm excited to share some just some new stuff
1: great well tanya and jim thank you so much for yeah being here for making time to chat with us yeah. and welcome to the this part of the western slope well, welcome home awesome. thank you thank yeah you.
3: thanks for having us yeah, yeah.
0: Such a strange vine wrapped around my neck, bone twisted up between, between my stem, stem. between.
1: Tanya and Jim Disner of The Ordinary Two. The Ordinary Two and the Western Slope Whistle Pigs will perform at the Grand Mesa Arts and Events Center on Saturday, January 13th. The show begins at 7 p.m. Tickets and information can be found at gmaec.org. To find out more about this musical duo, you can visit their website, ordinary2.com. For more talking music programming, visit kvnf.org. Special thanks to Adam Smith for engineering this episode, and thanks to you for listening.